Hey everyone, Coatsy here. Before we get started, I just want to let you know the best place to keep updated with the show is on our Discord. This is where we give all of our updates and talk everything MDAD. So click the link in the episode description and keep updated. Right, let's get on with it. Its description was, it's like liquid Christmas pudding. Right, <laughs> enough beer talk for now. We can get to beer when you, when you get to a bar eventually. <laughs> And welcome to episode two of Mystery Dungeons and Dark Rides, a Pokemon role-playing adventure, a tale of two young trainers and their journey together through the Yume region. I'm Coatsy, and I'm your Pokemon Dungeon Master. I'm Jack. I play Felix, who is a stubborn yet shy boy from Pastoria City, who is still stood behind that barrier. <laughs> and a little fun fact about him, he secretly hates the colour of his hair. Interesting. I'm Chris, I play Chuck, he's the son of a nurse Joy who moved from Pewter City to the Yume region. Fun fact about him, so growing up in Pewter City he used to play in Viridian Forest, but once he got stung by a load of Beedrill after accidentally booping one of their nests, so uh, he's been scared of them ever since. Brilliant. At some point in this I will use that against you. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Look forward to that. Right, that's a little bit about the characters. Thanks for joining us again, I hope you enjoyed episode one. Little recap for anyone who missed it or for any of those who need a reminder. So, you both started at Professor Ace's lab, where you met the professor, his assistant Cherry, and Professor Oak from Kanto. You agreed to help the two professors with their research in exchange for a starter Pokemon. Felix, you picked Turtwig and you called it Pratchett. My boy Pratchett. Your boy Pratchett. And Chuck, you chose a Charmander and you called it Boomer. My girl Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> As you picked your Pokemon, three members of Team Nightmare broke into the lab and you battled them, beating them quite well. I'll give you that one for a first fight. After you defeated them, you chased them onto Route 1 where you met Edmund, a Team Nightmare horror. He put up a bit more of a fight and you guys were about to tail end it and get out of there when all of a sudden... No, I'm not sure about that. Go back and listen, you definitely were about to run away <laughs> when an Agron appeared and its trainer, Takeshi, who easily defeated Edmund and his Hypno, sent all four of the members of Team Nightmare flying into the distance. Later on that night, you were awoken by a disturbance in the town and you rushed to the lab to find it ablaze. You met Looker, or Chuck met Looker. Felix was stood behind a barrier and refused to move and go any closer. He was just doing what he was told. Chuck met Looker and watched with Cherry as the fire was put out. It was then when the body of Professor Acer was discovered, but Professor Oak is missing. R.I.P. That's how we ended the last episode. Thoughts? Yeah, I'm still a little bit shocked by it all, to be honest with you. I don't think you could even really see what was going on, though, could you? <laughs> I think Chuck was maybe a little bit more shocked than Felix. <laughs> Felix, why is everyone crying? What's going on? <laughs> Felix doesn't really like people anyway, so he's not that bothered. Mm. Right, good to know. This is going to be fun if he doesn't like people because you're going to meet a lot of them. <laughs> I think Chuck was mostly there for Cherry's emotional support. Uh, I think Cherry needed it. I think Chuck's a little bit in love, if you ask me. But... <laughs> Potentially. Right, so are you guys ready for episode two? Yeah. yeah, why not? We're going to start the next morning. You arrive back at the lab. It does not look good. Black Soot climbs up the outside of the building, turning the once white stonework into a dirty grey. The front doors are missing, and as you walk inside, you see the damage is pretty extensive. Let's kick it off with a perception check. Ooh, Ooh wait. Straight in. Let's go for it, baby. At nine. Uh, Eleven. Yeah, okay, with an 11. So all the furniture is burnt to a crisp, which you can both see. Books that line the walls are charred and in piles on the floor where someone has obviously been sorting through them. Jack, you see the symbol again on the floor of the lab. It is covered in soot and dirt. Okay, yeah. For anyone who doesn't remember, that was three circles connected by two triangles. I'll put a picture up so everyone can see it. Felix, you see it on the you see the symbol on the floor covered in soot. Again, you're wondering what is it? Is it just fancy art? I don't know. It's a weird symbol. Okay. But you don't think much of it. 
The window at the back of the room is mostly covered black with soot. It's only letting through a little bit of the light, which is a mean feat for such a large window as it goes from one end to the other of the lab. Pokemon Terminal, where all the starter Pokemon were, is turned off. It looks like it is not going to start again. In the middle of the room, there are, imagine a uh, hidden den of piled books stacked up about waist height, and all of a sudden you hear the cry of a chimchar. What do you want to do? Felix will go towards the source of the cry, towards the area where it came from. So behind the books. Yeah. Chuck, where are you? He's with Felix. Okay. So you uh, walk over to the books on the floor and uh, you can see a pretty little girl with pink hair fast asleep on the floor. Chimchar lets out another massive cry and she just sits bolt upright (laughs) and Cherry has obviously been there all night. Her hair is matted to her face and her right cheek is black from all the soot on the floor. As she sits up, she shouts out, Professor! And she sees you. And despite looking a little bit pleased to see you, you can tell that she is uh, she's quite disappointed that it's not Professor Acer. A little bit weird that they let her sleep in a crime scene. <laughs> I don't think they let her. I think she just snuck in. <laughs> right, you're with Cherry. So Chuck's looking at her and saying, well, why are you here? Did you sleep here? Well, after the fire went out, I just I couldn't sleep. So uh, instead of going home, I thought I'd come here and try and try and find something or sort through all the mess, um, see if what was left of our research. Did you find anything? Did you find any clues? Well, I didn't find anything on who started the fire, um, but there were a couple of our computers that were missing hard drives. So, I mean, after yesterday with Team Nightmare, it only really points in one direction. It must have been them again. Felix is... Just nods. Luckily, I had the good sense to back up some of our research after they were stolen yesterday. I just had a hunch they were going to come back. I didn't think they'd do anything like this, though. But computers that are missing hard drives, it, it didn't have any of our actual research on. It was just all old texts and pictures of things that I've never even seen before. Okay, interesting. Felix doesn't still doesn't really say anything because he's still not comfortable around people. He just kind of <laughs> he just looks looks and kind of again gives his trademark nod, but in more of a knowing kind of way. Just a oh, okay. Chuck's just like, what would they want with a, a bunch of old like history books? I have no idea. Don't even know what's on the hard drives. It was Professor Ace's stuff. I never went onto it. it. Had nothing to do with our actual research on Pokemon and trainer behavior and relationships weird he's just sort of rubbing rubbing his face and he's got like soot over his face now but what about professor oak any idea what happened to him no one knows as far as i'm aware he was still here when i left the lab last night with professor acer but we've not found a trace of him in the town or in the lab just just the professor's body and she starts crying chuck isn't sure whether to put an arm around her or not Felix takes a step back because he does not want to be involved with a crying girl. <laughs> Cherry immediately feels even worse. <laughs> Tell you what, uh, Chimchar climbs up Cherry's back onto her shoulder and gives her a big hug on the head. Good old Chimchar. Good old Chimchar. Good old Pokemon, eh? Uh, she wipes away her tears and she apologises. Uh, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, oh, you shouldn't be seeing me like this. I'm just, I, I don't know where my head is. That doesn't make any sense. I'll change that. <laughs> I do have a question. So I know the professor's gone, but I also know that he'd want me to keep going with his research. So will you still go on your adventure and let me continue Professor Ace's work? Yeah, of course. I mean, we need to get after those team, whatever they were called, guys. Team Nightmare. I thought it was something like that. Shadow, Nightmare, Darkness, one of those. Do you know anything about them? I don't know anything. Officer Jenny might. And maybe Looker too. He seemed pretty invested last night. Okay. Felix gives her a a more comforting nod, but still doesn't let any words out of his mouth. If there's such a thing as a comforting nod. <laughs> he has a full repertoire of nods. <laughs> Cherry sees this and accepts the change in Felix's, uh, a slight change in Felix's attitude, and she smiles at him. Yeah, his, his face goes from being like a furrowed brow to slightly more relaxed. Chuck looks at uh, looks at Boomer and says, yeah, we're, we're going to get them. 
will get them for what they've done. Sherry is smiling from ear to ear again. She's like, oh, thank you so much. I know it means so much to the professor. And if I'm being honest, I really need to keep busy at the moment because I just can't think about it. And then Chimchar lets out a little cry. Is it a Chimchar cry or a, a teary cry? <laughs> Chimchar cry. Cool. No, he lets out a Chimchar cry. He's still sat okay. on her shoulder. So Cherry all of a sudden starts patting her lab coat down, which is absolutely filthy at this point because she's been lying in soot. She's just covered in dust and debris and everything. So a big cloud of like soot just sort of comes off as she pats herself down. She's like, where is it? Where are they? Where are they? And then she goes into her pocket and she pulls out two trainer cards. She says, Professor Oak printed these off for you last night. But obviously, with everything that went on, I didn't get a chance to give them to you. So here, take these. And she hands you a trainer card each. It's got your picture on it. It's got your trainer number or trainer ID that you can use. Uh, And it's got some other details on there, just like your address and all of that, if you've got one. Sweet. As DM, I'll say, these trainer cards, so you're going to need them to get into some places like... Some places in towns might not let you in unless you've got your trainer card on you, so don't lose it. I'm trying. Okay. Keep it on you at all times. It's effectively your ID. There are a lot of things in this world that trainers can do that normal people can't, like, well, you'll find out. Oh, you tease. Okay, so she gives you the trainer licenses. Cool. Okay, cool. Felix says, thanks. (laughs) Yeah, they thank her. Okay. She turns to you and says, right, well, one more thing. If you ever need me, I'll be here in the lab with Chimchar. You can call me on your pokey watch. So just call me whenever you want. And I'll call you if I hear anything about Professor Oak. You'll want to go to Route 1 and you'll want to make your way to Sataria Town. Chuck, your mum works in the Pokemon Centre there, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Well, maybe you can touch base with her. And if you're interested, she can help you enter into the Pokemon League. Okay, Felix perked up a bit more hearing about the Pokemon League. He uh, is more attentive now than before. Ah, learning a bit more about Felix. Okay. She then turns to you and says, uh, from Sataria Town, you can then go to Greenwood Town or Sokoa City. And then she turns her around and goes back to the pile of books and starts shifting through them with Chimchar. Cool. As she turns around, yeah, Felix looks at Pratchett, who has been sort of scuffling around on the floor and kind of gives him a look and says, right, let's uh, get going. Chuck looks at Felix and says, I mean, we need to try and find where those team shadow or nightmare or shadowy people went. Maybe if we, if we speak to Officer Jenny, then they'll give us a clue. They probably won't want us looking for them, but if we can just go about our business whilst looking for them. Felix pauses to take this information in, and then he kind of says, okay, makes sense. Cool. Jerry, where did you say Jenny was? Uh, so Jenny should be in Sataria Town. Great. Well, let's go there and see my mum. She might give us some stuff. She usually does. And yeah, we'll speak to Jenny. Okay. So you make your way to Route 1. Obviously, you had a long rest overnight. So your Pokemon's uh, health and PP have all been fully restored. Cool. Lovely. Although I don't think you've taken any damage anyway at the end of the last no. episode. So that's fine. So... Uh, you go to Route 1, it's to the north of Zostaria Town, and it leads to Sataria Town. It's one of the shortest routes in the Yume region. It's a hilly path that leads its way towards Sataria. With tall grass and trees on either side, there are multiple Pokemon running through the grass, hiding in the trees and flying above. Mm. So now you're on the route, you can make your way over to Sataria Town, but on the way you can look through long grass or you can look in the trees. Uh, you might bump into some trainers and have some battles, so I'll leave it up to you. Cool. Upon sort of stepping out into the wild back onto Route 1, Felix immediately feels more at home as he's not surrounded by people and is surrounded more by the wilderness and Pokemon scurrying about, although he does flinch as he sees <laughs> something flying above him. Chuck slaps Felix on the back and he's like, ah, you can't beat it, can you? Good bit of fresh air. Felix is in a good mood, so he kind of humors Chuck and doesn't wipe his dirty handprint off the back of his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty great. Um, which way do you want to go? Chuck looks at Boomer and he says, what do you think? Do you want to sort of stretch your muscles a bit? Boomer looks back and gives her a little, give, she gives a little, ah, not a yawn as such, like she's kind of 
nonplussed by the idea here, but Chuck just kind of ignores that and says, right, right, let's go then. And they charge into the grass. Charging into the grass. Right. So, Chuck, you ran into the grass first, so roll me a d20. <laughs> uh, any mods? No, no mods. It's, it's a three. A three, okay. So... You charge into the grass. I'm going to get nailed by a bee <laughs> Felix, although he doesn't want you to see him, charges in behind you. And you stumble upon a Shinx <gasps> who is about to battle a Buizel. They are staring each other down and they have taken no notice of anything else that is happening. They are purely focused on each other. Shinx, an electric Pokemon. The extension and contraction of its muscles generates electricity. It glows when in trouble. Weasel, a water Pokemon. It inflates the flotation sack around its neck and pokes its head out of the water to see what is going on. So what I want you to both do is roll me a stealth check. Stealth. Okay. Oh, 18. 18, okay. And Felix. Got an 11. What I'm going to say is that, Chuck, you're going first, so you rolled the 18, so you, yeah. you slow down enough that these the Buizel and the Shinx do not notice you. With an 11, I'm going to say that you, you see the fact that Chuck slowed down and you slow down right behind him. Uh, you do almost trip over your own feet, but you <laughs> manage to not make as much noise as you could have made. So the Shinx and the Buizel are... They do not know you're there. So I'm going to let you both decide whether you want to let them battle it out for a bit or if you want to just get straight in and i'll give you automatic initiative like ahead of the other two so i'll let you roll it and then i'll roll between those two for initiative you two will go automatically first felix despite you know is very happy being out in the wild and seeing pokemon sort of battling and wants to kind of get involved seeing that chuck kind of took the initiative and, and went first he's just gonna hang back a little bit to let chuck make his decision yeah okay so chuck says boomer get on in there use how close are we to them quite close you're about 15 feet away hiding in the grass 15 all right great yeah okay let's let's go for um let's try one of the new moves out let's use a smoke screen Ooh. chuck you're gonna go first and felix you're gonna let him so you're gonna go second so i'm just gonna roll initiative for the other two okay okay so you're gonna use smoke screen mm-hmm any creature inside the wall of smoke, when it's conjured, must make a constitution save against your move DC or become blinded for the duration. The duration is one minute. A blinded creature can repeat the save at the beginning of its turns to remove the effect on a success. So con save against my move DC. Move power is my constitution plus modifier. So that's 16 you could have beat. Okay, so they've both got to roll constitution saves. Mm -hmm. yeah. Shinx automatically fails. <laughs> Weasel passes. Oh, with a sixteen on the nose. Cool. Okay, so so Shinx can't see anything. Yeah. So the Charmander lets out a big bellowing cloud of smoke, uh, which sort of covers them all. But it looks like Weasel just sort of shakes it off. Uh, Felix, you're up with Pratchett. Okay, so seeing this sort of smoke screen go out and seeing that the Shinx is engulfed in the smoke uh, and the Weasel is kind of dodged out of the way. Felix shouts to Pratchett to get on in there and also is going to use one of his new moves and orders him to let loose with a razor leaf towards the weasel. Okay. Ooh. This is just a, uh, a ranged attack roll, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a crit. That's a 20. You're going to knock it out. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I really don't want to knock it out. <laughs> Okay, so it's, oh, it's 1d8 plus move as well. Chunky old boy. Well, actually, no, because it's a crit, it just does the maximum damage. So it does... I don't have any stab, which is fine. So it does nine damage in total. Ooh. Okay, so is that with... It's weak, isn't it? It takes nine damage. Oh, yeah, shit. So it would take... So it takes 18 damage. Jesus. Right. Buizel is straight away just knocked on its ass. It is fucked. <laughs> It's got no idea where that razor leaf came from. <laughs> it's confused as hell and it is hurting bad. It is not in a good way whatsoever. Okay. Okay. 
just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Felix kind of sees this just power come from Pratchett, who Felix is a bit taken aback by it and looks very surprised. And Turtwig looks over his shoulder and shakes his tail. At <laughs> sassy Turtwig. So sassy. <laughs> so sassy. So Breezel's up next. Because Breezel doesn't know where it came from, I'm going to give him disadvantage on the next roll. Uh, but he's going to use Sonic Boom. Jesus. Which, I'm not going to lie, but quite a decent move power. <laughs> so that's a 24. Yeah, that hits. Oh, fuck. And a nat one. <laughs> so Weasel fires off a Sonic Boom, but he fires it off in just the complete wrong direction. <laughs> not even knowing that you were like stood behind him. He just fires it straight off into the distance and doesn't hit a thing. Shinx is up next. Now, Shinx is going to make another save. Yeah. Uh, he fails the save again. So, with Smokescreen, he gets disadvantage on any attack roll. Is that what Blinded does? Yeah, so he gets disadvantage on any ranged attacks. Shinx is also going to get a disadvantage, and he's going to just go for what he thinks is the source of the Smokescreen, and he's going to use Tackle. <laughs> that's a six and a nine so that's not gonna hit because he only got a six so we're back round to chuck and boomer what, what's happening to him is he just sort of charging around like blind like eyes closed oh <laughs> yeah so shinx just puts his head down and just starts jumping like just starts tackling anything he thinks he can see luckily <laughs> for the weasel he manages to miss the weasel who was his like original target in this whole thing because he's so startled <laughs> about not being able to see, he's just jumping around, jumping around, and just trying to get this smoke out of his eyes. Chuck, you're up. Chuck and Puma. Cool. Okay, so see, looking at the uh, the Shinx that's just like charging around, he says, hit it with an ember. Ooh, I don't know if that's going to do it. Ten. Nope, that doesn't hit. Aye. Okay, so he lets out just like a puff of flame, sort of kind of like lobs, like a sort of frag grenade, and just sizzle <laughs> on the ground. The Shinx is just charging around. Yeah, I guess the Shinx is moving around so much yeah. that he just manages to dodge all the embers coming through the air. Felix, you're up. Okay, so seeing this, Weasel is quite distressed and feeling quite confident after that hit. Felix will take a Pokeball out of his bag and throw it at the Weasel. Oh, mama. Do I add anything to it? I add animal handling, don't I? So that brings it up to a 21 in total. Ooh. The Pokeball flies through the air and the Weasel isn't even looking in the right direction. It's still looking at where it fired the sonic boom off into the distance and the Pokeball just clonks it on the back of the head. And then you see the Weasel go inside the Pokeball and it shakes once, it shakes twice, it shakes three times and then it clicks shut. And this is the first time that you'll see Felix actually does do a little jump for joy and goes, yeah, and then kind of realises what he's done and sort of stands back and sort of like, well, who, who, who was that? What, what, uh, wasn't me. So next up is the Shinx then. Now, he's just heard Felix go, yeah, and just hones in on that sort of direction. <laughs> oh, so he's going to use a tackle attack and he's just going to aim... On Felix. I'm gonna hang on, I'm gonna roll a D4 to see who he goes at. So he's gonna use tackle. That is an eleven on Turtwig. That doesn't hit. <laughs> okay, so Shinx charges at Turtwig and goes for a tackle attack, but just misses him a little bit. Turtwig sort of steps back, shaking his ass because he's sassy. <laughs> Shinx just doesn't make contact and uh, just goes a couple of feet past where you are all standing. So Chuck, Chuck is like, he's happy for Felix, but he's also a little bit like, he wanted to be the first one out of the two of them that caught another one. So he says, right, this this one's mine then. And says, Charmander, let's go for another Ember attack. Oh yeah, that is a 16 plus a 19. Uh, yep, that'll hit. And then a seven damage. Shinx takes the hit, 
quite well. You can tell that it definitely felt it, but it's still raring to fight. Shinx is also now out of the smoke screen. However, it is still blind. But I'm going to say another like two rounds. Okay. Uh, Felix? Felix is kind of not really paying attention as to what's going on in the other battle between Chuck and the Shinx as he's just very happy that he's actually managed to catch another Pokemon but sort of as he hears this ember go off he looks over back towards the battlefield and he looks over to Chuck and says do you need a hand? And he says oh I got this one okay so Felix nods in agreement and just sort of walks over to the Pokeball and picks it up and I guess I'll just hold a reaction cool okay Shinx still blinded, but he's going to use another tackle attack. He's going to aim it at Boomer, but he rolled a seven and missed. (laughs) This time going for Boomer, he's still sort of like darting around. He can't really see what he's doing. He's got like smoke in his eyes. He's just sort of trying to tackle anything and he just goes straight past Boomer and doesn't even, (laughs) goes nowhere near it. Okay, Boomer, you're up. Okay. So how close is it after this tackle attack? Uh, Like five feet. Right. Boomer, get him with a scratch. That is 17. Turtle hit. Ah, three damage. Okay. So <laughs> this Shinx takes the hit. It definitely knows where you are now. Felix, you still going to stay backed off? He knows what's good for him. There, there is, there is uh, a small part of Felix that not being too friendly with Chuck really kind of wants to just throw a Pokeball towards this Shinx to see if he can catch it himself. But seeing how determined Chuck I mean, is and not wanting to do what you want, mate. rustle any feathers because he knows he's <laughs> he knows he's got to go on a bit of a at least a little bit more of an adventure. And seeing as the fact they're going to see Chuck's mum soon, he doesn't want him tattling to his mum and getting him in trouble. <laughs> Otherwise, an ember would be going in a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> a turtwig. It looks. <laughs> roast turtwig <laughs> okay so it's the shinx's turn again and he can he knows where charmander is so i'm going to give him advantage on this next one but he won't need it that's a 16 and a 21 he gets advantage he's not hit you once so he hits with a 21 yeah he does and then he's gonna do three damage with a attack big move okay so he just sort of shunts into charmander but doesn't really do that much. Boomer takes it like a boss. Okay, we'll see as there the Shinx is still in range. It's back to me now, I assume. Uh, yep. We'll go for another scratch. Bap him. Oh dear, it's not going to hit now. Aye, no. Uh, nine. That will not hit. You go for a scratch, but Shinx, with the smoke starting to leave its eyes and starting to get a bit of its vision back, just jumps back in time and dodges the scratch attack and immediately jumps into a tackle. That is a 22. That hits. And then he's going to do seven damage to Charmander. Seven. Okay. Felix will... I'll say that I've like officially disengaged from this battle, so I'm just take me out of the initiative. I've just stood there looking proud on the side. Yeah. He's like chilling out. Just tossing a Pokeball up in the air and catching it. <laughs> and then tossing it up in the air and catching it. Ready to release this Weasel to, to get acquainted with him <laughs> or her. All right, let's go. Let's go with another scratch. We're in sort of melee melee range, aren't we? Yep. Hand to hand. That's gonna do it. That's an eighteen. That'll hit. And a seven. Ooh. Okay, Shinx is looking pretty bad now. It has definitely seen better days. It did not think when it got into this fight it was gonna have to deal with two other Pokemon as well as the <laughs> Weasel. And it is looking a bit worse for wear. But with his last ounce of strength, he's going to go for a Charmander again with another tackle attack. Uh, that is a 21. Yeah. It's going to do uh, three damage. Okay. Uh, how's Charmander looking? She's not too bad. She's got a couple of scrapes um, and grazes, definitely, and maybe, like, breathing a little bit heavily, but still, still in the fight. Okay. Uh, back to you, then. Okay. Chuck's looking at the Shinx now. He definitely looks more worse for wear. And says, Charmander, come stand closer to me. So now Charmander's by his feet. I can do that, right? Uh, yeah, you can get him to move. He gets a movement and an attack. Yeah. But then can I also chuck a Pokeball? Yeah. Yeah. So let's do that. So pulls the Pokeball off his belt and says, right, come on. We need to do this. 13. Oh, is it my Dolmio day? <laughs> Mama Magnolia. <laughs> so 
You throw the Pokeball at the Shinx and it bops it on its nose. And the Shinx goes inside the Pokeball and you see the Pokeball shake once. You see it shake twice. Don't do this to me. You see it shake three times. Don't do this to me. See it shake a fourth time. <laughs> and then it clicks shut. Yes! Hey, nice. Alright. Hi, Coatsy here. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. And sorry for the interruption. Just a little reminder to follow us on social media at MDAD5E. And if you haven't already, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to us. It really helps us jump up the recommended list so more people can join us on our adventure. A big thanks to everyone's already left a review. We really appreciate the support. Anyway, that's enough from me. Let's get back to the episode. So, you both caught your first wild Pokemon. Each of your Pokemon obviously took part in the battle, so they are going to receive 120 XP each for taking part in the battle. Cool. That should take them both up to 320 XP. Yep. That is correct. Chuck, you caught a Shinx. Sweet. Your Shinx is a male Shinx. I'm a bit jealous. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I let you choose. I was originally going to go for the Boizel as well. I do really like Boizel. Hey, look, you can always trade later on. It is a hasty nature. Ooh. It has 21 max HP. Yep. It currently has 4 HP. <sighs> yeah, glad I didn't go for another attack. Its ability is Intimidate. Nice. Nice. So, it, and it knows, it only knows Tackle. It's level 1. Okay. Felix, you caught a Boizel. Boy, boy. Now, your Buizel is uh, a male Buizel. Okay. It has a grumpy nature. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a grumpy Buizel. It has 23 maximum HP. Nice. It has 5 current HP. Sweet. Uh, it's level 1. It has the ability Swift Swim. And it knows Sonic Boom and Growl. So, we'll start with Chuck. What are you going to nickname your Shinx? Oh, he doesn't know yet. He's not going to give him a nickname for now. Okay. going to learn a little bit about him before he does. What about yeah. you, Felix? Are you going to nickname your Weasel? Again, not yet, I don't think. I will do, uh, but I think I just want to get to know them a little bit better before I do. So, after catching your Weasel and your Shinx, you both get to level up your characters. So we Hooray. Uh so you're both now a level two. Yep. Uh, you've got three pokey levels because you've got a level two turtwing, level one Breezel, or level one Shinx. Yep. At level two, you get to pick your trainer path. Um which basically gives you a different type of trainer to go down the route of. I guess it would be like the kind of paths in normal D D, Druid, uh not even going to pretend I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, trainer paths. So it's different kind of like uh, trainer types. So you've got ace trainer, which sort of like you evolve as you level up through it. So you get more perks depending on which one you've got. So ace trainer at the start, your goal is to become one of the strongest trainers in the world. And so you excel in battle. All of your Pokemon get a plus one bonus to their attack and damage rolls. Uh, there's hobbyist, which... Um, You can increase two different ability scores of each Pokemon by one. They reset and can be reassigned each long rest. Pokementor. There's the Researcher. The Pokemon Collector. Nurse. Commander. Type Master. And Grunt. There's also Tactician and Ranger. Uh, So each one does different things. So it's your choice which path you go down. So... Chuck, who, which path are you going to So Chuck is going to go down the researcher path. Um, okay. Reason being, he's always kind of been pushed towards becoming um, a Pokemon doctor, Pokemon nurse, but actually he's more, much more interested in the research side of things and learning like why, why things happen. 
Okay, with the researcher path, you wish to learn a lot more about Pokemon and the secrets that they hold within. Due to your heightened understanding of your Pokemon, you may increase any skill check for your Pokemon that your Pokemon makes by your trainer's wisdom or intelligence modifier. You must choose which at the time you choose this path. So do you want to pick wisdom or intelligence? Yeah, wisdom, because I've got a plus two. Okay, so your Pokemon are going to get... A plus two to any skill check. And also, because I've got the Pyromaniac special, uh, specialization, Charmander, fire types get a plus one, an extra plus one as well. So that's a plus three, right? Felix, which one are you going to choose? I'm going to go down the Ranger path. Felix has kind of always had a bit of a life on the road kind of upbringing and it just kind of fits in with with what he's picked up on the way um, and kind of how he sort of sees himself and his his life going. Okay, so with the ranger path, you are comfortable in the wild and have an incredible respect for Pokemon in their natural habitat. When you choose this path, you gain proficiency in nature and survival. If you were already proficient, you gain expertise. In addition, you gain the natural explorer feature for a single terrain type of your choice. Your Pokemon is especially skilled when fighting on a specific terrain. Choose one of the following terrains when selecting this feature. Your Pokemon gains plus two to attack rolls when in this terrain. So you've got coastal, swamp, forest, arctic, desert, grassland, hill, mountain, and underwater. Okay, I would say because he's from Pastoria and would have grown up kind of in and around the swampland and the marshlands around there, so I'll say swamp. Okay, so that's you guys leveled up apart from your hit dice. So you need to both roll uh, 1d8 and tell me what you roll and then we'll add that to your HP. Cool. Don't you add your constitution as well? Uh, yeah, plus your constitution. I rolled a 7 and I've got a plus 3 con. Yeah, in this case, you're going to gain 10. 10, so you're going to be on 18 health. Yeah. And Felix, what did you get? I rolled a 6, and I've got a plus 1 in calm, so 7 takes me to 15. You're on 15. Uh, and that is you guys leveled up. Cool. Sweet. Right, well, what do you want to do? Like, You can go back to Zestoria Town and go to the Pokemon Center, or you can just continue for a bit. Boomer's looking a little, she's panting a little bit, and Chuck says, when we get you patched up, that's enough exercise for one day. <laughs> Felix, I guess at this point then I will get the Buizel out of the Pokeball, just to see how they're doing. Okay. So yeah, so I release the Buizel, um, who comes out the Pokeball and immediately kind of looks a bit annoyed, I think, because he's obviously doesn't really know what's just gone on, but I kind of crouch down to his level and go, oh, hey buddy. Welcome to the team. Introduce him to Pratchett and the boys will just kind of fold his arms and sort of turns away. Okay. <laughs> Chuck thinks that's a great idea as well. So he, he um, releases the Shinx, but forgets that they obviously had a, had a feud going on beforehand. So the Shinx just immediately sort of bares his teeth at, at the boys all. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Right. Settle down, settle down, simmer down. Yeah, I think those two need to eventually make friends. Yeah. You guys are going to make up right now. <laughs> Felix kind of agrees and kind of doesn't actually push the, the boysel, but just kind of ushers, just kind of like, go, go on. Uh, tell you what, give me a charisma check for both of them. Charisma. God. 15. 8. So, Shinks, he takes on what you've said, and he looks like he is ready to forgive the Buizel. It sort of lowers its head as though, like, it's a, okay, I'll, I'll be your friend. And uh, Buizel just sort of turns to the side and gives it a dirty, stinky side eye. But um, you can tell he's not that mad anymore. But he's still being a bit, he's got a bit of a tood on him. Sweet. <laughs> Seeing this Buizel's reaction. Grumpy bastard. Felix looks over and gives a little wry smile, knowing that they're going to get on just fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, that, that'll do. <laughs> okay, so you can choose one of your Pokemon to keep out, and you can put the other one in a Pokeball. And then what do you want to do? Do you want to go back and go to the Pokemon Center, or do you want to carry on? Well, Chuck will bring uh, Shinx back to the ball, because he's obviously absolutely knackered. Yeah, I think I'll yeah. bring the Buizel back in as well. So, Boom is still out. Okay. 
I think the sensible option here would be to go back and, and patch your your guys up. Seeing as if we do come across anything else, you know, Boomer took a bit of a beating back there, and so did yeah. the Jinx. So I think it's best we just yeah. I want to go try and finish the route and get to Tatara Town. Okay, so you oh, so are you going back to Zestoria or are you going to go forwards? Onwards, I think. You're going to go onwards. Okay. Yeah, you said it was a short route. So. It's the shortest route. I didn't say it was a short route. He's <laughs> a little bit shocked by this, but kind of just shrugs his shoulders and, and goes on with uh, with Chuck. Okay, so you are both walking down the path. You're avoiding the tall grass and you're not going down to the trees to investigate those either. You're just walking straight to uh, Sataria Town where you know that Chuck's mum is working. As we're kind of walking past a particularly treed area, can I do like a investigation or a perception check or anything to see if there's anything in there that catches my eye uh yeah you can th- uh, do a, you can go for a perception check 14 okay so in the trees with a 14 i guess yeah you you sort of zone into one of the trees where beneath the leaves in the branches you just see a load of spider webs <laughs> but you can't quite make out what's on the spiderwebs you just see uh, it's covered in, in spiderwebs all the branches I just kind of point this out to Chuck and say hey look up there look at all those uh, spiderwebs what do you reckon uh, could be in there horrible things that need to be burned with fire let's move on <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm guessing that <laughs> Chuck maybe doesn't like bug Pokemon very much not a lot despite a lot of time in Viridian Forest Okay, so are you going to keep going, or are you going to go to the trees? I'm going to leave that to Felix. He seems pretty intrigued by the trees, but Chuck, Chuck is not interested. No, seeing, seeing Chuck's reaction, he accepts that there's something, you know, that Chuck has an issue with this, so he'll just kind of let out a little bit of a sigh, but then just follows on behind Chuck. Chuck's like, like shuddering, like trying to like shake anything <laughs> off. As you're walking down the path towards Sataria Town... The sun is beaming. It's a lovely morning. It's not quite lunchtime yet. And I guess you're both sort of talking to each other a little bit, sort of getting to know each other, but still, well, I know that at least Felix is quite wary of... It's more of a monologue at this point, I think. Yeah, I'm just kind of a couple of steps back behind Chuck, just kind of letting him rant and ramble on. I'm more interested in kind of seeing how Pratchett's interacting with the the world around and just kind of getting, getting used to being part of my team. Yeah, so Chuck's there, he's just walking along, he's not really, like, noticing that Felix isn't sort of saying much, and he's just all like, you know, we, we moved to the Yume region, my mum was transferred, there was actually, like, a big outbreak of a bad strain of poker rust last year, and uh, that's why we had to move, and he's just, ambling, like, rambling, rambling, rambling. So Chuck's mid-sentence, when all of a sudden you hear a voice from the grass shout, Hey, stop! And you just hear a patter of footsteps as two young trainers jump out of the grass there is a male and a female trainer they look both very young and they're obviously related to each other the young boy is the one who called out to you and he says you two my name's joey and i'm gonna be a pokemon (laughs) master i'm gonna battle you and you can't say no his little sister sort of looks up at him and she's all like doughy eyed and she's like yeah and and i'm gonna battle you too <laughs> and uh due to trainer rules you two are now in initiative <laughs> oh shit we can't even just like try and walk away okay <laughs> felix just lets out a sigh seeing these two children just accost them out of nowhere as he was enjoying his walk throughout the nice morning sun um that's a seven for me uh that's a uh, six for me <laughs> okay the young boy turns to his sister and he says, Josephine, let's get her. <laughs> Felix rolls his eyes hearing that this girl's name is Josephine. Chapter says, yeah. Chapter says, yeah, come on, Boomer. Let's, let's get this over with. Okay, so Joey winds back his arm and you see he's got a Pokeball in his hand and he throws it. And as he does, he says, Ratata, let's do what we can. At the same time, Josephine looks at her brother. She nods and she shouts, Ratata, you can go as well! And throws her Pokeball and out pops another Ratata. Your Pokédex instantly pings and your watch starts talking to you and it says, Ratata, a normal Pokemon. 
Rattata is cautious in the extreme. Even while it is asleep, it constantly listens by moving its ears around. It is not picky about where it lives. It will make its nest anywhere. <laughs> Felix, you're up. Who are you sending out? Okay. So I will send out Pratchett in this instance. So yeah, Pratchett pops out. Well, actually, no, he was already out, wasn't he? He was he was by the side of me. So I just usher him forward even. He's ready to go. Okay. And Chuck, who are you going to use? Boomer's going to carry on fighting. Okay. So Joey's first with his Ratata, uh, and he is going to shout, Ratata, tackle that Charmander. And uh, Ratata's going to use tackle. That is a 12. Yeah, that doesn't hit. Okay, so Ratata eagerly goes in for the tackle and as he's charging full pelt for this tackle attack, Charmander just sort of sweeps to one side and Ratata just goes straight past him. Uh, then Josephine is going to shout straight away upon seeing this. Ratata, use Tail Whip Attack on that Turtwig. She's going to use a Tail Whip. Okay. Pokemon must make a wisdom save against your move DC on a fail. So, 13, you've got to make. 13. Nice, 16. Okay, yep, you pass, and uh, no effect happens. So, next up is Felix and Pratchett. Okay, so seeing this Ratata try to go for a tail whip and Pratchett having felt no effect of it, <laughs> Pratchett just turns around and starts wagging its tail back at it, not to do any kind of move, just because it likes to wag its tail at things. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so Felix kind of laughs a little bit at this and just goes, <laughs> Pratchett, get in there and use Razor Leaf. Okay. 14. Uh, that'll hit. Sweet. Three damage in total. Okay, this Ratata just shrugs off that. Takes a couple of leaves to the face, and it doesn't even look like it's been hit. <laughs> uh, so next up is Chuck and Boomer, who is not doing great. She's okay. She's up for the fight. She's concentrating. Okay, so Chuck says, put some distance between you and that Ratata and then go for an Ember. Okay. <laughs> Fuck off. Two. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not good. So five. Yeah, that's not going to hit so you release an ember and it just falls short. It doesn't even go anywhere near Joey's right. <laughs> it's okay, just keep trying. In response to this, Joey just laughs. He's like, how pathetic. Ratata, hit it with a tackle attack. And he's going to go for a tackle on Boomer. A rat boy. <laughs> Can it get to me, though? That was my point. Uh, oh, right, because you've moved so far away. So it gets mm -hmm. a disadvantage on its attack roll. <laughs> so uh, it's a seven with disadvantage. So he's going to go for a tackle, but he's just not going to make it. I'm envisaging he's just sort of charges from ages away. and yeah. just It almost gets worn out before he even gets anywhere near Charmander. Yeah. <laughs> and then next up is Josephine, and she's going to say, Ratata, use tackle on that Turtwig. And uh, the Ratata trips over its own tail and just face plants the floor, <laughs> cursing the number one as it does it. <laughs> Next up is Felix. Okay, so seeing this Ratata just face plant, how far away is it from me now? It's going to be like 10 feet. Just so you to know, you'll start like battles like 15 feet away from each other. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. I'm seeing that this Ratata is kind of face down in the dirt. Turtwig goes for another razor leaf. Okay. <sighs> That's. Uh, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that will be a four with my attack bonus. Did you just get a nat one? Uh, yeah. You just tried to hide that, didn't you? So, <laughs> tell me how your razor leaf dramatically fails. Turtwig, so Pratchett, after seeing this rat at a kind of face plant, is just way too overconfident. It's just kind of sauntering about the place, just laughing at this rat at a, and just kind of like half-heartedly throw some leaves towards it, thinking, oh, it's fine, it's on the floor. But as it sort of does so, uh, it doesn't put enough gusto into it, and these sort of like leaves just float rather than <laughs> like sort of shoot out. <laughs> Pratchett hears Felix slap his head in a bit of frustration and just kind of looks over his shoulder and just kind of goes... <laughs> uh, next up, Chuck and Boomer. Okay, so they're reasonably close range again now, aren't they? So get them with a scratch. Okay. Uh, 16. Uh, that'll hit. 
Seven. Uh, seven damage. Okay, so it's quite a big chunk of damage that Joey's Rasta takes. So as Charmander comes down, it scratches this Rasta right in the face. Char Rasta takes the hit and jumps backwards with a loud cry. Joey sees this and shouts, Don't let it bully you! Hit it with a tackle attack! Goes in with a 22. So that's a hit, and it's going to do... Be kind. Seven damage. Are you joking? <sighs> okay. <laughs> yeah. That tackle definitely knocks Boomer onto one knee. But yeah, it's just grimacing quite a lot, but snaps attention back around. Okay, Joey is <sighs> ecstatic with himself. He's jumping up in the air, being like, Yes, Ratata, go! Josephine, seeing her brother's success, wants to imitate him, and she says, Come on, Ratata, pick yourself up. Let's use tackle attack. And that is a 16. Yeah, 16 hits. And that's going to do four damage Ooh. to Ratchet. Ratchet is still kind of sauntering around as this Ratata launches towards it and hits it square in the face with this tackle. And this kind of wakes both Pratchett and myself up to the fact that we're actually in a battle and we might need to take this seriously, even though these kids are just kids. So I, I shout out to... <laughs> so we. <laughs> well, yeah, true. So I shout out to Pratchett, say, don't take that from that rat at her. Use Absorb for the first time. Okay. 13. That'll hit. Yes, sweet. 1d4 plus 1. So four in total. Okay, takes four damage. Half the damage is done as restored by the unit, so you get two HP back. Yep. Sweet. So even though Pratchett wasn't looking particularly perturbed by this attack from the Ratata, he's almost back up to full now after just stealing some of his life force from that absorb. Okay. Uh, Chuck and Boomer. Okay. I think at this point, Chuck's joy traits are kind of kicking in here, like inherent traits. So he turns to Felix and says, Hey, you know that potion? I'll pay you for it. How much? <laughs> yours already i used it in the first fight i think against uh he used it in the team, team nightmare team nightmare <laughs> we'll get it right one day <laughs> so felix is a bit taken aback by this help a brother out just mid fight just like what are you doing just mid fight being propositioned for a potion but seeing how kind of desperate Chuck looks and how desperate that Boomer looks, more importantly, Felix pauses for a split second, then reaches into his bag and throws it to Chuck and just says, just get me one back. Sweet. I'll buy you one later. Okay, so Chuck uses the potion. Okay, so a potion. 2d4 plus 2, is that a 1d4 plus 2? I think it's 2 is 2d4 plus 2 HP. Uh, 7. 7 HP, so that should put good. you back on 11, right? Back on 11, yeah. Okay, good. Calls Charmander over and, yeah, sprays the potion over her. Okay, Joey sees this and he's like, Ha! Weaklings needing to use a potion <laughs> already? You're struggling to cope with the wrath of my Ratata. Use a tackle attack! <laughs> <laughs> and he goes straight in for a tackle attack and okay. <laughs> and, and his ratata trips over its own tail and face plants <laughs> the floor getting its front two teeth stuck in the ground it was that bad <laughs> Josephine's not even paying attention to Joe anymore she's just focused on hitting Turtwig after it absorbed her ratata and she shouts use another tackle and that is a 21. Yeah, surprisingly, that hits. So she does four damage. Is that background to me now? Yeah, Felix. Yep. Okay, so Turtwig again takes another tackle to the face, just kind of shakes it off again. Slowly, very, very slowly starting to get worn down, but is in very good spirits still. But seeing the state that Boom has got into and not wanting that for Pratchett, Felix yells for Turtwig to jump back 20 feet and then to unleash a razor leaf. Turtwig hightails it back a little bit, spins around and lets off a razor leaf. Uh, and that is a 17. Yep, that'll hit. 
Oh, nice. So that does nine damage. Oh, okay. Whoa. That's a big hit on Josephine's Ratata. It is looking bruised. One eye's closing slowly and getting a bit puffy, and this Ratata is not in a good way. Josephine lets out a cry, like, No, not Ratata! Leave him alone, you bully! Turtwig immediately shakes his tail at Josephine. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's Chuck's go. Chuck sees what Felix and Pritchard did and says, yeah, let's put some space between you and the Ratata again and go for another Ember. Oh, it says 19 plus 3, but because it's a 19, that's a burn. Oh, okay. Nice. And then damage. Oh, only two damage, but burn. Okay, so what's the burn rule again? It takes damage at the beginning of its turn, doesn't it? A burned creature's attacks deal half their normal damage. In addition, the creature takes an amount of damage equal to its proficiency bonus at the beginning of each of its turns until it faints or is cured of its burns. Oh, nice. Five types are immune. That is naughty. That is oh, naughty. Oh, yeah, half damage. Okay. So, as Ember hits, Joey's Ratata takes it really well. It's still really hurt anyway, but as Joey's about to shout out its command, a small flame consumes Ratata and hits it for another two damage at the start of its turn. Joey has no idea what just happened. <laughs> just like, yeah, Ratata on toast. <laughs> Joey thinks Joey thinks that his Ratata has just gained super Ratata powers. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, a fire Ratata! Use tackle attack! <clears throat> he has no clue what he's doing, really. So this on-fire Ratata is going to go at you the tackle and that is a 17 then he's gonna do seven cut in half because Ratata's burned obviously it takes damage to its proficiency at the beginning of each turn hence the flame but its attack is also cut in half so we'll round the seven down into a six and then you take half of that so Boomer takes three damage from the Ratata got it then Josephine, who's still not paying attention, she is just focused on this Turtwig and trying to get rid of it as soon as possible. She yells for her Ratata to use a Tail Whip attack on Turtwig. That forces you to make a DC 13. Was it which one? Wisdom? Wisdom DC 13. I got 13. Okay, yep, fine. That's a pass then. Oh, sweet. Felix, you get a chance to respond. Yeah, seeing how good the previous Razor Leaf was, Felix instructs Turtwig to go for another one in the hopes that they can finally finish it off as Felix is getting a little bit annoyed by this Ratata trying to tail whip as is Turtwig, who is <laughs> just copying him. 16? Uh, yeah, that'll hit. So four damage in total. Okay, Josephine's Ratata is... Its eye is fully closed up and it is starting to limp a little bit. It's not looking good at all. And you can tell that it's not going to take a lot to finish it off. Sweet. Chuck, you are up. Okay, he says, all right, come on, let's finish this now. He's a scratch. <laughs> seven. Uh, seven does not hit. Damn. Jesus. Swing and a miss. Joey laughs again. This guy is really pissing me off. <laughs> he laughs at you. He's He is pointing at you and laughing. And he's like, come on, Ratata, let's finish this. Use your fire tackle attack. <laughs> and Ratata immediately sets on fire and takes another two damage. And it can barely move at this point. It, <laughs> it's, it's fucked. This Ratata is fucked. But he's going to attempt one last tackle attack. And with a swing and a miss, he gets a 10. <laughs> Go for that. <laughs> and just the Ratata is so, so hurt that it can it can barely move. It sort of like takes a leap at Boomer, but it just, it, it just falls to the ground. <laughs> Chuck starts laughing and he says, hey, have you, got, uh, have you got any soft buns or anything I can put that in? Joey immediately notices that something has actually gone very wrong <laughs> and starts calling out to Ratata, pleading it to get up. Joe Safine, still not even paying attention to Joey whatsoever, she's just focused on after that last razor blade. She's like, oh, enough of this. Let's hit it with a tackle attack. 
<laughs> and rolls a seven. <laughs> <laughs> that does not hit. So the Rattata is it, it's quite badly beaten up, but it, its attention is firmly on it, its other Rattata friend who is not looking in a good way, and it doesn't even try for a tackle. Josephine is like almost crying, just like, what are you doing? And then she sees the other Rattata and immediately just starts to cry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Chuck feels no remorse at this point. Uh, no, neither does Felix. Felix, you're up. So Felix, seeing that Josephine is a bit distracted, is also a bit taken aback by the fact he just heard someone say, use fire tackle. Uh, <laughs> is kind of a bit confused <laughs> as to what's going on. So... Felix shouts for Pratchett to get up close um, and shouts, hey, Pratchett, use a grass tackle. <laughs> so I'm going to go for a tackle. <laughs> uh, that's a four. Uh, yeah, that is not going to hit. I think um, Pratchett sort of turns around and looks at you and is like, what is a grass tackle? I, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know that. It just looks at you confused after such an odd command and just misses the chance to even try for the attack. Felix immediately regrets his attempt at trying to be funny and vows to never do it again. <laughs> while, while this is all going on, Chuck, you've still in combat with this Rattata. Okay, still my turn, okay. He's looking at Charmander and says, do you know fire scratch? No, never mind, we'll come back to that later. Just finish him off, just use a scratch. In my misery. Uh, that is a 16. Oh, that'll hit. And three damage. You swipe at this Rattata and tell me how you knock it out. Nice. I think the Rattata is just like, it's almost burnt to a crisp right now. Its, it's fur is really crispy and charred and it just literally, like with a whimper, just kind of goes, <laughs> pulls on its side. <laughs> Joey immediately just sinks to his knees. It looks like a sort of a hog roast right now. It's like <laughs> feet are directly up in the air. Yeah, Joey runs over to the Rattata and just sinks to his knees as though like in those old like Vietnam movies where like someone's <laughs> just been burnt and they're like, No <laughs> And he's just holding Rattata in his hands, just like screaming to the sky. <laughs> Upon seeing this, Joe looks over and she doesn't even give her Rattata an order. She just runs over to Joey. Uh, her Rattata doesn't really know what to do, so he just looks at Turtwig and just sort of stands there frozen. Felix, you're up. Okay. Seeing this, I do feel a little bit sorry for the Rattata that's sort of still left mourning its brethren to being so, <laughs> so horribly roasted <laughs> by Boomer. Pratchett, who is also looking a bit remorseful, and go just, just give it a tackle. So we'll go for a tackle. Fourteen. Uh, yeah, that'll hit. Five damage. Okay, tell me how you knock this rattata out. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Um, so Pratchett hears the order to go for a tackle, um, and rather than charging towards the rattata, kind of just sort of walks up to it, seeing that it's frozen. <laughs> kind of looks over its shoulder to me to as if to say am i really doing this before just sort of swinging its head back round straight into the ratata's face <laughs> the ratata lets out a large cry and falls to the floor as josephine spins around and shocked that she forgot she was in a pokemon battle and <laughs> runs uh, runs over to her ratata just picks it up and just bursts into tears and that's the end of combat we're out of initiative I'll explain the scene you're in so you're both stood there with Pratchett and Boomer and in front of each of you is a small crying child one <laughs> One holding a charred and blackened Rattata that is barely breathing, and the other just a little girl just crying over her Rattata that's got like one eye shut, its teeth are messed up, its paw is battered, and it's just not in a good way either.
but both of your Pokemon receive... <laughs> this is the important part. Yeah. You receive uh, 80 XP each. Sweet. Beautiful. So Joey stands up and he picks his sister up at the same time and he just goes in his pocket and he throws 200 Poke Dollars at you and then <laughs> they just run off in the direction <laughs> of Sataria Town. They don't even say a word. They just they you can still hear them crying in the distance. <laughs> uh, okay, Felix walks over to the cash that's on the floor and goes, "I guess we go halves." Yeah. Okay. But I mean, you might as well keep it towards your potion. Okay. Okay. So Felix is going to get an additional two hundred. So you're on seventeen hundred Pokemon. All right. What do you want to do? Keep going. Yeah, Felix just takes a breath after that very surreal experience and just kind of looks at Chuck and goes, well, that was kind of weird. So, yeah, it's not kind of how I imagined my first real train of battle to go, but... Yeah, I, I agreed. Uh, <laughs> Shall we go on? <laughs> yeah, let's let's carry on. Hopefully no more ambushes by Rattata and... Small children. Shitty children. That's it for today. Thank you for listening and we hope you've enjoyed it as much as we did. Let us know what you thought and don't forget you can follow us on social media at MDAD5E and please leave us a review wherever you're listening to your podcasts. Also, big thanks to Doz for giving us all the Pokedex entries. You are awesome. Tune in next week for the next episode. Uh, We're going to try and release the first five episodes weekly, and then from then on it's going to be fortnightly. So we'll see you next time for episode three.